Hi, I'm Flynn. Tell Oma. And I'm your DM, Ethan. Welcome to Venture Forth. Previously, you all had exercised a demon from Flynn. You all had transferred this soul that was occupying Flynn's body into that of a sheep. And after a bit of an encounter, you guys were able to finally trap this sheep demon creature in a cage, in this endless void that was assisted by Hayfried. After this, Flynn exited the void and went off and tried to cast some higher-level spells, and after talking to Thaddeus about the nature of his magic and fear itself, Flynn took a couple points of exhaustion as he collapsed onto the ground. Soon after, he was met by Olma, who was able to drag him back to the house, and at the same time, Kalik and Shry were talking to Hayfried just about the Red Wolf, the Order, and their mission. After all of that conversation, you guys headed over to the inn and stables where you guys found a room for yourself. And getting a long rest in, Flynn was plagued by nightmares the entire night. Flynn, you wake up in a cold sweat, frantic, your heart beating faster than you've ever felt it beating. And you look out the window and the sun is just beginning to rise over the horizon. Everyone else is still asleep. What would you like to do? <sighs> Who's around me? Whom, which room am I in? Because there was two rooms, right? Uh, that's right. You are in the room with Oma. <sighs> I look at her face. Do I see a face or is it still uh, uh, blank? You see am her I still face. dreaming? Yes, okay. you see her face feel my body for stab wounds. Man. And I'm roll over, realizing that I'm sore as heck. (laughs) Um, Because I still have three points of exhaustion. Yeah. Um, Kind of sit up at the window. over to my bag <sighs> gotta keep at it dig through find my book of spells pick it out and uh, I'm gonna head downstairs try not to wake Oma and I'm just gonna go to the living room the foyer or the wherever the fireplace would be um, you go downstairs, there is no fireplace. This place is, is very simple. Um, there is a pair of benches that you would be able to sit on. All right, I'll uh, head to these benches and kind of just sit down and uh, soar. <laughs> just flip through the pages. Um, 
are these benches outside of the inn or are they still inside? No, they're still inside. Okay. Yeah, then I'll just sit down and show. Is there anyone at the counter? There is not at the moment. I'll just start flipping through the pages, doing the simple motions, but not trying to put anything through it and like struggling at that (laughs) as I'm realizing I am tattered. Um, And after a bit of that, I'll pull out that piece of paper because I'll probably flip to a certain point where I left it. And I'll just stare at it for a moment. Put it back in the book. Just kind of rest as I wait for the rest to wake up. And the rest of you do. The rest of you wake up. Um, Oma, you look over and Flynn is not there. Is his bag still there? Did he take his whole bag or just the magic book? I just pulled out the book. So the bag and stuff is... Um... shake my head because Flynn keeps disappearing um and then I remember that Thaddeus was out when I came to find Flynn so I'm gonna turn Thaddeus on hi hey Oma hi Thaddeus hi good morning good morning to you um things have been kind of crazy have they yeah since we got since we left Seeker and, and got them necklaces we fought a cyclops and some mountain goats and saw some more ghosts and, um, oh, and we got rid of Flynn's monster from inside of him. He's not possessed anymore. Um, and that's kind of the main things that we did. Wow. A lot seems to happen when I'm asleep. Man, oh man, we got to figure that out. Is there any way to like, you can turn on by yourself sometimes? Um, I might be able to if I had arms and hands. Do you think we could find you arms and hands in Oakenspire? It's a possibility. Hmm, we should make that a priority. That would be nice. Yeah. Time just gets away from us, huh? Did you talk to Flynn yesterday? We had a conversation. He seems kind of... Off. I got the same thing. What did you talk to him about? Um, we were just talking about, you know, some of the struggles that he's had, and, you know, he seems to be sort of in a tough position, so we were kind of walking him through that. Do you want to be more specific so I can help also? I don't know that that's a conversation I can have with you. I I think that's a conversation that you should have with him. I don't know if it's my place to be talking about that. But I don't even know where to start. So, like, could you point me in the right direction? Um, yeah. I would, if I were you. Ask him how he feels that he's contributing to your group. I'd start right there. Ask does he him feel how like he he's feels. a, uh, does he feel like he's a worthwhile member of your group? Okay. That's silly. <laughs> I guess I can ask. I think you should. Right. I mean, obviously he is. Well, you know that, and I know that. But he doesn't? Is that what you're getting at? That's not what I'm saying at all. I think it would he, be he, a, he, a good you, question to lead into 
what the larger issue, even if there is one, may be. He was, like, almost passed out when I went to see him, though. Yeah. Okay. Are all boys this emotional? <laughs> That's an interesting question. And, hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> I guess I just have to get used to it since I'm traveling with so many of them, huh? March was never this emotional. Yeah. Well, I know from her sister, her sister's... Not to be mean, I'm, she, she was stale. I'll call her that. Um, just sort of always middle of the road. Couldn't quite read. I mean, March wasn't middle of the road, but she definitely never got super, super upset about anything. Or like... Or, like, super, super happy about anything. Um, which made her a really good companion to travel with. Always down for a good time and, and helpful and nice to me. I get the feeling that Flynn isn't that way. I mean, Flynn is helpful and he's nice most of the time. Well, but those qualities, yes. The previous qualities that we were talking about, probably not. Yeah, I mean, he's really really uptight right now and I just don't know how to talk to him about it you know have you ever done something and like you feel really bad about it afterwards but it's like you don't feel bad about the thing happening you feel bad about your part in the thing happening is this about the last time we talked (laughs) I'm just drawing parallels here that's all I'm doing I'm just saying, you guys have both been in similar situations, and as far as I can tell, you're further along in that recovery process than he is, and it might be nice to have a voice for him to talk to that has has been through similar situations. But it just doesn't feel like a similar situation to me. But it feels like similar emotions. It feels like uh, similar uh, putting blame on yourself for certain things. I I definitely think that there's parallels here. Okay, but I was to blame because I actually did something wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. He's a victim in all of this. And but is that the I way don't that understand. He feels? Why wouldn't he? That's a question for him. <laughs> this is why I'm saying go talk to him. But you're so much easier to talk to. I know. I have people tell me that all the time. <laughs> and I can't really go Maybe anywhere. Maybe you could so. just talk to him. I could. Yeah, well, maybe you can just tell him he's being dumb because he was just, like, a victim. Yeah, I'm, I'm and... not going to do that. Fine. <laughs> he's just so stubborn. Not unlike some other people I know. Yeah, well, whatever. Maybe we won't find you arms so that you can't wake up because... <laughs> This was not a helpful okay, conversation. I'm going back to sleep now. <laughs> Good night. Kellek, Drya, is Flynn with you? I'm just coming out of the door of our room. 
What? I don't know. Does he leave? I mean, his stuff's here, so he's not like gone, gone. He's just being so weird. I'm just like tenderly pushing the door open to, to the other room. Spending a lot of time alone. I don't know. He kind of gone far. Right? He loves that backpack. But now he can call his weapons to him, so it's not like he really needs it. Just, uh, let's just take a look downstairs. Yeah. I'll be yeah. right there. And I'm sort of like, like sucking the vines back up into my stuff. <laughs> You know, it's so beautiful when it comes out, but then um, going back in, it's kind of kind of gross. Yeah, it's. Uh, can't have one without the other. <laughs> you want to join me downstairs, Alma? Maybe we can yeah. find some breakfast somewhere. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, you should talk to Flynn. Why? Because you're also a boy, and you might understand him. Don't really see myself as a boy, you know. Okay, well, but he clearly needs someone to talk to because he's very upset, and I don't think he wants to talk to me because he blames me for everything. So maybe you should talk to him. Daddy's thinks you should talk to him too. I talked to him this morning, and he totally thinks that you should be the one to talk to him. Does he now? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, I trust you, Oma, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'll take your word for it. I'll talk to Finn, sure. And I'll head downstairs. All right, um, you see Flynn. I'm uh, ah. on a bench. I have Flynn's backpack. <clears throat> so I'm on I'm on the bench, just passed out, sleeping. Book to my side on the bench, hands right on it, to sleep. I elbow Kelly. See, I told you. <laughs> the pup. Why is he coming down here just to... Sleep some more. Because he doesn't like me. He likes Elma. No, he didn't even want to stay in the room with me. I don't know that that's necessarily true. He might have just wanted some space to... And I sort of, like, look at the book. You know, do his iron light thing. You know, he had that book out yesterday when he was by the tree when I found him. Yeah? Yeah. And he was so tired after looking at it, and I'm... I don't know what he's doing with that book. Is it... Is that his... That's the book uh, he uses for his spells, yeah? I don't know. I've never seen it. I don't look inside of it. Do I know what this book is, Dion? Make an arcana check. Pretty bad. Uh, Eight. An eight. Um, you don't know exactly what's in it. Um, pretty much what you can understand. Maybe an instruction manual type thing. Maybe. Well, it's like any of the books that I read growing up. That's full of nonsense. And he said he was reading it when he found him. It was open. And what, what kind of state was he in? And I found him because I found him because I saw the green flames that he uses. This had something to do with him being exhausted? I mean, I don't know what to think. I guess he could have been exhausted by us exercising him, 
But... <laughs> yes, when you, when you do exercise, it does wear you out. All right, all right, I'm sorry. You know what I mean. Yes, I do, I do. I apologize. Um, it is odd that after all that, the first thing you did was march out the door. We're just like standing over him now. You know, Thaddeus said that he thinks he needs to talk about his value to us. Do you think he feels like he's not valuable? Why would he think that? I have no idea. That's what I asked Thaddeus. But he obviously has value. He's always, you know, showing up and like giving me winky smiles and being like hey I'm here didn't you see what I did with my sword yeah I know that's a guy who knows his worth I think I don't understand I don't uh, I don't know I used to give counsel sometimes so I guess I'll give it a shot Uh, yeah do that then hey Shreya and I can go get breakfast and you can meet us there after you counsel him. And then he will be not be as sad, and he won't be so, like, emotional anymore. And then he can join us at breakfast. Yes, I'd very much like to check out what they have here. Maybe something raw, maybe something, uh, berry-filled. Um, all right, sure. Okay, come on, Trya. Yes, yes, Right, um, I'll sort of like scoot the book out of the way and try to sit next to him even though there's not really enough space <laughs> kind of like awkwardly wedge myself in Flynn you uh you feel that <laughs> oh <laughs> hey uh hey Kellek hey, hi hey Flynn good morning good morning um ugh. oh Alright, yeah. Man. I feel like I could just fall back asleep. I'm so tired right now. <sighs> yeah, you look it. Yeah. You beat from having that uh, spell cast on you? No, I. Uh, maybe. I also. I, I think I maybe just trained a little too hard yesterday. <laughs> uh. Yeah. That's a curious thing to me, you know. What? what are you doing going off training after we all nearly died trying to get a creature out of you? Well, to be fair, I needed space. Sure. But, uh, it's plenty of space to be had without wearing out your sword arm. Well, kind of how I always you know dealt with stuff practicing you know like exercise once you're done exercising you feel good and I I guess it just you know I kept trying to feel good and it wasn't working so I just kept practicing Mm. 
Well, uh... Far be it from me to judge. But, uh... As I understand it... The things we face in life, you know, um... They are... Uh, they have a couple uh, ways we can handle them. You know, handful at best. We either can take hold of our struggles and uh, pull them into our breast and and make them our, our sustenance, live off them, let them wound us, infect us. Or we can uh, repel them, you know, uh, cast a barrier around ourselves and try and just push them off as though they don't exist run away from them that's a bit like you're doing the latter maybe a bit of the former and the third option which I understand is you can look these struggles in the eye see them as they are and walk with them forward not to the muck So, sure, exercise sounds good. But, uh, not sure that's what you were doing. Hmm. Especially if you're hurting yourself, then. Well, I'll be okay. Just need to rest. You know where my book is? That's, it's right here. <laughs> I thought I lost it. Um, yeah, I mean... I mean, I just want to get stronger, but I mean, who, who doesn't? You know? Who doesn't? Indeed. I was thinking about that myself. You know. Dealing with all these things, you know, and it seems like, uh... The gods might be ill-equipped to handle them. So if the gods can't do it, then what do us mere mortals have? Well, I don't... And we can... I don't know much about gods... But I'll take your word for it. You should. <laughs> and I'll uh, look at his arm. Just kind of as I'm resting there. I don't know if you ever told me, but... Why is your arm bandaged? Uh... Long story. Well, I don't think the others woke up yet. Seems like we have time. Ah, uh, they're getting us some food. Oh. I could use some. <laughs> Starving. Yeah, I'm sure you are. You've been, uh... Feeding too for a while now. <laughs> Not anymore. I'll rub my hand on my forehead. Do I have any marks? DM. Does he have any marks where the horns once were? His forehead is completely clear. No, it seems like Hayfrey did a bang-up job. Is he doing okay? Kind of, kind of a miracle, really. Yeah, he seemed fine. <laughs> he survived it. That's good. Yeah, we got very lucky, then. You know... It's because... We did that. We put it in that... Animal. Aye. Yeah, we did, uh... Made a hard choice, and we... Are ripping the rewards for it. Yeah. You all made a hard choice. As I recall, then... 
We looked that sheep in the eye as we started. Don't do this, I say under my breath. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Just didn't feel like I had a choice. <sighs> well then. We didn't have one. Because, given the options, traveling with you, and knowing you might never be yourself, and we might have our little friend, our champion, our beacon, stabbing us in the throat as we try to sleep. No way for us to do that then. And so, thank what you will of the decision. But we had no choice. This time. What do you mean? Next time will be different. <laughs> How do you figure? I look at my book. I, I, I know what you're thinking. Thought the same. You know, uh, the mayor couldn't stop the new gods from taking her place. And she was a god. And I'm thinking, you know, well, she, she fucked up. Right, she she just she made some kind of mistake. She she she, she was she was absent-minded or something. But how does a god do that? How is a god forgetful? And I think, well, I won't be. You know what I'll do? I'll go to the high mountain. I'll take her place, and I'll be the god of light. And, you know, I'll do everything right. I will never be remiss. I would never leave one of my most devout followers without his power in the face of absolute evil to be thrown through a window from my most hallowed place. Hmm. (sighs) But then we went to a prison and a little girl killed the man right in front of my eyes. What amount of power, then, can make all the chaos of this place manageable? How many tricks in that book will get you there? Hmm. This nod. Yeah. For what it's worth, I still think about it. About what? I don't know. Finding Femir. Lifting her up. Maybe we could roll together. I want to rid the world of evil. 
Maybe I could. But I like to think that even if I wanted to, and I had the opportunity, that I could count on the agents of repair, keep me in check, <laughs> remind me who I am, and what my real job is. When you mention the name, my smile comes across my face. My face. You know. When I overheard you talking and mentioned that agents of repair, I just thought it sounded cool. And then after what happened, I didn't think we deserved that title. But maybe it's Maybe it's still within our grasp. Well, the way I see it, you break a sword and you put it back together. Uh, I'm no forge master myself, but I understand you fill the crack and you seal it and you hammer it, right? So it's a full blade again. But that piece that's lost has never returned, right? They just fused the two pieces. I feel like we've done that. Well enough. You're one whole fling fellow weave. And maybe some pieces of you have been damaged along the way. But you're whole yourself you're our friend I'll uh look at the bandaged arm are you whole I hold it up in front of me and look at it probably not We'll work on you next. <laughs> we'll see if I let you. We'll get you to the top of that mountain. Yeah. Be careful. Careful about your promise. Well, it seems like if I can take anything away from what just happened, we'll keep each other in check. And we'll earn that title. Agents of Repair. That's a vow I'm happy to make. It has a nice ring to it. It does sound pretty cool. Alright. I am famished. Could you help me to wherever they went to get food? Because I don't think I can move too far. Sure. <laughs> sure, fine. I like stand up and kind of quiver as I shake on the bench. <laughs> Man. I'll just I'll, to... I'll put a hand on, on the base of his spine sort of the small of his back and <laughs> just just push <laughs> I'll uh, grab onto your belt similar to the way that you looped the friendship rope around it <laughs> maybe this time you keep it there huh and I'll hold on to it tight <laughs> alright let's see what uh, 
try and Orma rustled up. Go get some food. And I'll take his lead to lead me to food after we grab my bags and stuff. From my All right. Um, and as you guys step outside, um, immediately you see directly across the street, probably 30 paces from where you guys are, um, Oma and Shrya sitting at a table um, at a little, looks like a little small, might not even call it a restaurant, more of a cafe, um, directly across the street from this inn. Does, um, Oma's going to look up when I hear the door open from, from where the, from the inn. Um, and I squint my eyes. Does, does Flynn look calmer? Less emotional? Yes. <laughs> yes, he does. I breathe a deep sigh of relief. <sighs> um, and as soon as they come and sit at the table, I push a plate of lemon pastries over <laughs> to him. My favorite. <laughs> uh-huh. I didn't know they had. I didn't know they had these anywhere else. Well, they're not quite the same. I I did specifically say like just fill some pastry with like a syrupy lemon sauce, so it might not taste the same. Um, but we'll see. <laughs> I just put a hand on her shoulder, just kind of pat. It's like, I just look around at the group, just smile. Almost like staring wide-eyed to like make sure that everything is okay again. I, I, I surreptitiously give Alma like a firm nod over over behind Flint's back. <sighs> and I, I just, I look around at everyone. Thanks. Thanks. Oh, let's uh, try to avoid catastrophic events for one day, maybe. Yeah. Starting with these, and I'll <laughs> dig in and eat some of these pastries. All right. Um, and with the end of breakfast, you guys start to feel sort of the full effects of your rest from the previous night um, as you're ready to take on this new day. So uh, with full bellies, what would you all like to do? Uh, before we leave, though, I'm going to scoop a few pieces of jerky uh, in my hand and try to sh- scuttle it off uh, just for later. Um, and also, that is going to be um, three silver from whoever wants to, Ulma or Shry, whoever wants to take I'll that. take care of it. I'll just very generous. <laughs> so, um, oh, oh, man, where, where, what are we doing now? Well, uh, Hayfried mentioned he might have a, a quick way for us to get to the capital. So, oh. uh, I know that would behoove us because we're trying to get back. Adersfeld at some point in the near future so well I'm all done with these um maybe we should take some to go I must admit I did not find myself mentally prepared for the capital I would much rather go the traditional route but I will say I know I probably look great but I don't feel it um so if we're gonna go Right there, um, I may not be at my best. Okay, we can uh, take uh, Penelope and still fast and go that way. But can we make sure we leave soon then? And and maybe we can talk to Hayfried about coming back faster. We might need a quick exit. He did mention that there would be another circle on the other side, and he wasn't sure if it would be in good condition. So we might, maybe he could give us the design so we could finish it or something. Yeah, and, and a way of communicating with him so that he knows 
when we're ready to come back? Um, I might have something that I can do on that hand as well, but uh, he might have an easier means than I, so definitely worth asking. How far, how far away are we again from it? From the capital, you guys, um, by horseback. Let me see. Probably the better part. Uh, yeah, three days. You are a oh, three-day journey just back. Just long horseback. enough. <laughs> oh, that's not. I thought it was weeks still. Okay. Um, no, with the distance. Um, depending on which route you guys want to take, um, you guys would be able to take a couple different routes um, depending on varying difficulty and also varying in mm-hmm. um, length of the journey. And I'll uh, pack up the the map. After rolling, after taking a look at it, roll it back up, throw it in my backpack. I thought it was going to be a lot longer. I guess, yeah, I guess we could just, huh, hoof it. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I'm ready to go now. Um, if we want to get moving, I know we got. Let's uh, rip- touch base with Hayfried. He was also looking into some things uh, regarding the Red Wolf. Um, and uh, I definitely wouldn't want to leave without the nymph fond farewell. Yeah, I might have some questions, too. Should we check his house first, or do you think the temple? Good question. Uh, I think his house, because he was going to do some research, and it's only been a night. Okay. Shreya, does this all sound good to you? Uh, yes, sure. I wouldn't mind seeing that fellow again. All right. Good. Um, so you guys head over to his house, um, you knock on the front door, and as you knock, the front door sort of swings open, um, not been closed. And as you guys walk in, you walk over to where the door into the void was, and you don't see the door. You see a tiny little tile on the ground, a little wooden piece laying there. Where'd the door go? Uh, I'll bend down and pick up the piece of wood. All right. And as you bend down to pick it up, as soon as you make contact with it, the piece folds out into half and almost like snaps out of your fingers Ah! and lays back down on the ground, snaps out in half again, folds back out in half again, and now vertically in half, in half, in half, in half, and creates a door. Oh, there it is. That's pretty cool. Why the starlight? I mean, a heart attack. Should we knock? That's just... I don't even know how you would knock. I walk through. (laughs) All right. Um, You open up the door, and you are once again greeted by this, like, this weird gel that um, forms its way around your body, and as you push through it, um, you come out onto the other side. Is everyone else following? Yes. I just feel like you should knock on doors before you enter them, you know? Um, I will hesitate as being the last one. And I'll kind of just for a moment just think. I want to go back in here. Think about what that abomination looks like. I did it. I'll take a deep breath, steal myself, and go through. You look on the opposite side, 
um, on this this doorway to another dimension. And as you walk through, you see fewer platforms rotating around the central platform. Those platforms that are no longer rotating are now attached to the center platform. You see that the center platform has been built out to 10, 15 times what it was before from all of these platforms being formed around it. And you see these bridges going back and forth. You see the potions bridge. You see the um, platform with a bunch of papers and books. And you see the platform with the wardrobes all attached to this center platform where you see Hayfried has brought the cage of this beast. And you look and you see Hayfried standing there and you can see pieces of paper floating around him. You see books floating in the air, flipping to certain pages as he's scanning and reading these all at once. You see Hayfried himself um, as he is looking through these books. You see just an absolute mismatch of clothes and armor on him. You see a um, golden um, uh, like shoulder plate um, that is strapped around him. You see a silver chest plate that has these ancient blue runes all throughout. You see a ruby encrusted <laughs> belt around his waist. You see bracers on both of his arms, but they're different. One is like leather and the other one is made of um, like the, some sort of silver metal. You see different rings on each of his fingers and a brown um, uh, fur cloak over the top of him. And you can see he's like channeling all of these different powers from all of these different magical artifacts that he's wearing as he's reading each of the the papers and books that are floating around him. And you see just beyond the papers, you see these orbs, these weird, almost like extra dimensional orbs that where if you look at them for too long, your eyes almost can't even focus on what they are. And he turns around and he sees you all. And you can see his eyes are completely glazed over black. And he looks to all of you as his eyes snap back into form and they snap back into the blue that they were before. And he says, oh, have I been having a fucking night? Oh, come down here. Come down here. I've, I've got some shit for you. Are we playing dress up? Oh, yeah. I'm, this is all just, this is all like part of, I, I'm getting kind of old, so I need some crutches. So what I have been doing is this creature right here, nasty motherfucker, I'll tell you. He, and he is mean. And he, well, he didn't give it up easily, but after a little bit of persuasion, I was I was able to sort of get into his mind and see some of his past. And I was able to find some of his friends. And I had, didn't find too much about the Red Wolf in particular, but um, he was with a group of people and they were captured and then they were forced into these crystals. I think I found some of these other people who were forced into the crystals. Um, if you just give me a moment. And his eyes once again glaze over black and you can see two of the rings on his right hand and one of the rings on his left hand begin to glow as he puts his hands up towards the head of this, this creature. One of the orbs just beyond the floating books floats down and almost like uh, uh, a transference of energy, he moves his hand from the creature over to this ball as this ball begins to fill with color and shape and form. 
and it turns into almost like a seeing glass. And you guys can see through this orb and beyond into a space that isn't here. You can see trees and you can see bushes and you can see two figures. These figures are blurred and, and sort of dark and you can see Hayfried says, all right, just give me one moment. I had this earlier. Just give me one second. As the ball switches from green colors and, and these brown and these earthy tones into darker grays and blacks. And these figures come into focus. And you can see there in a room, a hallway maybe, that is completely stone. It looks like carved stone. Almost reminds you of like a mine. And you see these two figures come into focus. You see one, a red tiefling in a black cloak. You see standing right next to them a large half-orc. <laughs> oh, snap. As they're walking down this mine shaft hallway. Oh, snap. And you look to Hayfried, and he's like, he's concentrating on, on both of these things. And he says, now, if I got this right, this, I think this is now. I think this is right now. He's got a connection to these guys. And I'm pulling on that connection. So just give me one moment. And the picture comes in even clearer. As you can see, down this long corridor, another three figures approach. On the outside, two figures dressed exactly the same in these onyx black robes, layers on layers on layers of robes, and a single gold necklace hanging from their neck. You can't quite pick out what the, the necklace has on it, but, but it's just a very simple golden necklace. You can see both of these forms are drow. You can see their ashy complexion, their dark hair, their long pointed ears. And as the picture comes even clearer, you can see that they're twins. Identical twins. One male, one female. And they're both walking, flanking another entity. In the middle, also wearing robes, but in stark contrast to the dark robes, brighter. And you can see this half-elven figure walking with sort of a regal elegance. And as you look and see this figure, she's wearing robes that are almost identical to Kellex. And you can see as she comes into focus even more, this short white hair and a symbol tattooed onto her forehead of three rings, exactly like Kellogg's necklace. You can see these five figures meet in this corridor. And as the half-orc opens their mouth to speak, you hear... And Hayfried says, Fuck! Ah! Shit, okay. Um, it looks like we just have the, the visual right now, but I, I might be able to to fix it. Just give me one second. Tell, we can't tell what she's saying. I'm trying to figure that out. All right. Just give me one moment. This is right now? That's Sir Gath. I think so. Give me... It's... Right, if it's not right now, it's within the last ten minutes. We, do we know where this is? What these, what these mine shafts are? I... Uh, not at the moment. I might be able to figure that out, though. All right. Is there any way we can help... Um, 
Um, I don't... There's not much Let that you can focus. do right now. Stop asking him questions! Alright. And you can see the images that are coming through are, like, coming in and out of focus as Hayfried's concentration sort of begins to waver and you can tell that this is a very difficult thing for him to be doing right now. And as the picture focuses once again, you see one more figure approach. You see a dwarven man run up. He's wearing very simple clothes um, and he's wearing what what seems to be like these these workers' clothes. There's uh, a leather top and these hide pants. And he walks up and as soon as he does, you can hear what they're saying. As Hayfried's concentration sort of comes to a point, you can finally hear what they're saying. And as this dwarf runs up, you hear the half-orc that, though body male, voice is female. He says, what, what do you have to report? And the dwarf runs up and he says, I'm so sorry. Um, it's, it's, not, it's not going as fast. We need more men. Um, it's not going as fast as... And with that, the red tiefling brandishes a knife, turns, and with a single stroke, slits the throat of the dwarf as he falls down and lays down on the ground dead. The half-orc once again opens her mouth and says, Oh, um, okay, well, looks like we're going to need more men. Um, can you handle the manpower? And she looks to the, the two drow. And silently, they look at each other and look back to the half-orc and nod without exchanging a single word. As you're looking at these five figures, the half-elf pulls from her robe a small amulet, a little totem, places it on the ground in the center and says, I think this might help. And she taps on the top and all of a sudden the picture cuts out. You can't see anything, and this orb turns back into this formless, colorless nothing. Was her voice her own? Her voice was her own. And Hayfried loses concentration, collapses to his knees. Says, oh, God. Ugh. I'm sorry. They That was... They had something that, that took me out of it. I'm sorry. I, I don't know if I can get it back. No, That's that right. was amazing. Yeah. Any any read on where that might have been? Um, I, d- I don't know. Um, if there was any markers. I didn't see them. I didn't see any. I was I was constant. I couldn't see too much, but I was concentrating on the spell. Um, I don't was know there was. anything from our viewing of it that would have, or from my yeah. viewing of it that would have? Um, I'm gonna have everyone make either a perception or an investigation check. Um, I would have been kind of looking at it, but more focused on the cage. Okay, um, then you would not be making fi- this check. Finding myself hard to pull my attention away from it. Could I actually look at that and for my perception check to see what it's doing? Yeah, yeah, go in for the it. Cage. Okay. Olma, what did you get? Seven. Seven. Kellick. Critical fail. Right. <laughs> Twenty-four. Hey! <laughs> hey, thank God. <laughs> All right, um, Flynn. Uh, an 11. An 11. Um, Flynn, on this 
beast before you. Um, you see that it is trying incredibly hard to keep its mind closed. Um, you see immense concentration. When you left last, it was flailing around. It was bashing on the cage. Now it has resigned itself to sitting in the center of the cage, solely concentrating on trying to stop whatever mental intrusion is going on. Shreya, you don't recognize the cave. You don't recognize the types of rock. You saw a little bit of moss on there that you don't recognize. You're trying to pinpoint where in the world this moss could be from. You don't know. You're trying to think about the people that you saw there. You don't know. But you saw the dwarf. You saw the dwarf. And just as he was running up, you saw his clothes. And they were simple. Simple leather work. Not much to it. But you saw an insignia. You saw an insignia just on the right of their chest. A slight brand on the leather work. A firefly. The only thing I saw in my vision, in that vision that we all witnessed, there was something I was paying attention to the dwarf. There was this, what looked like a lightning bug, a firefly. Does that mean anything to anyone? Does that civilization symbol mean anything as a a way of community or communication? Does it? It might. Let's have everyone make a history check. I was going to say, I've, I've traveled a little bit. Maybe might ring some bells. This is the best roll I've had all session. What was it? 15. 15? Oh, 10 for Kellogg. Oh, I do have to roll a disadvantage because exhaustion. Yes, you do. Never mind, it's not good. <laughs> I got a 10. A 10. Um. Okay. I got a 13, but I, I don't know if I would have any experience. <laughs> All right. So, Oma, you know what this is. You I do? have never seen it in person before, um, but you do know that from your um, studies, I'll say, um, that the Firefly is the brand of a clan of dwarves that live deep underground and they devote their entire lives to the exploration of and the mining of um, precious stones and gems within the tear. Um, The tear is a massive canyon, a, a tear in the land of this world that extends down into the ground for miles and miles and miles. Um, You don't know much about this civilization, but you do know that the Firefly is their symbol. Shreya, you're sure you saw a a Firefly? Distinctly. Being born by that particular dwarf. Well, what, what, the firefly, it, it, it I'm, I mean, it might, it, it might be just a coincidence. Like maybe he just likes fireflies, but, but 
there is a group of dwarves that that lives underground and they and they mine they mine you know gems and 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 like precious metals and and things like that um and they all wear a firefly it, it, it's kind of like they're like their thing, you know, because like there a specific region they're, that these because they're like lighting the way, you know, and 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 because they work in in the tear. Yeah. Would I have ever heard of the tear? Um, Shrya maybe not, um, but Kalik definitely would. Flynn probably would. Um, it is a, like I said, a huge canyon. Um, just south of the waste, um, which is the desert and the center of this world. Um, it is well into the nation of Gendaldir, Um and it is it's pretty close to the uh, the war front actually. it's it's caught between the war front and the Summerstill Mountains, which is the mountain range that traverses the entire continent from north to south. The terror's not too far from the waste, which is where the they said the storm was going to be. I don't have much experience with, or even heard of this tear. But I tend to look away from and have distaste for the dwarves that give in to their natural instincts for extraction. Oh, no offense. Uh, no yeah, offense. I mean, this one's not doing that anymore, at least. Yeah, none taken. Now you're well beyond carving out stone, and as he walks over to one of the tables, he uh, taking off each of his rings and taking off these massive pieces of armor and these ornate things. And he says, yeah, it's Ed. I'm beyond that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Did we see what she, what, what the half-elf uh, put down? Could I have seen any of, uh, would I have recognized this item that she put on the ground? Um, I'm, I, you would not have recognized it. Um, it looked like um, it's probably about six inches tall. Um, looked like a little, just a little wooden carved totem. Mm. But not of any symbol that I would recognize. Nothing you would have recognized, no. Or rather, anyone in the party would have recognized. Sure. What else did you find out? He his eyes go wide <laughs> and he looks around at the entire setup that he currently has and with the papers and the books floating and all the potions on the ground some of them half drank some of them fully <laughs> drank um, and all of the armor pieces that he's taking off the armor that's on the ground the piece of jewelry that are on the ground and he says um, this was kind of what I did all night oh right it's super impressive no no I, I wasn't trying to imply that it, that that what you did was not super impressive because it, it totally was and we know um, a lot of those people so like yeah, very spooky. Um, great job, right? Yeah, uh, very impressive. We now know some of the associates of these uh, people are hunting. Did anyone recognize those those twins? No, I, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't say. The half elven woman, though. That was calm, Ardenesia. And that was her voice. I think that was her. 
Did it sound like her? Mm-hmm. It did. I'm sorry. Maybe it's kind of like Flynn, though. Maybe she's still possessed? So we can't roll it out. You have to understand. After the usurpation, the temple was in disarray. You know, it was... I didn't know much better, but it was in a bad way. And when Artemisia showed up, it was like the sun bursting through the clouds. I don't know what she's up to. I don't know who she was before. If it was always the same person. Oh, but whatever's going on here, it negates it. We only have the present to work with. The only question is, what do we do now? We've got to head to save Savior from whatever fate awaits him. Well, and maybe he knows something about it. He's super strong and he's super, super smart. Those have big... you ever heard of Xavier? Um, no. I oh. heard the name. Well, he's a wizard. Good for he him. He can do stuff kind of like you. Oh. Exactly like me? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I hope not. Not that I've seen. I don't know this part of the world very well, but would going to the capital make us closer or further away from this this tear that you speak of? Parlor. Um. Are we ready? For any of this? To go to a tear? Because I don't feel very ready. Well, Hayfried, we're hoping to free this wizard uh, from trappings uh, at Oakenspire. Uh, to my understanding, he was held by some pretty advanced shackles that prevented magic from taking place. Familiar with devices like this? Yeah, I've used a couple. Hmm. Do you know how to break them? Well, it depends on who cast them and who made them. The enchantments are slightly different and require slightly different solutions for each iteration. I have an idea. Yeah. You seem to have a lot of fun um, getting back into the swing of things, right? So, like... One thing we could do is we could go to Oak Inspire and we could make sure that the teleportation circle over there is is working and then reach out to you and then you can come with us and you can see the chains for yourself. I'm staying here. Oh. If it was you that made the shackles. Yeah. How would they be undone? They wouldn't be. They were made by me. They wouldn't be undone. But... I'm assuming they were made by someone lesser than me. So, we can probably cook something up. You're a very curious man. I don't know how you went into hiding here without anybody finding you. I have been very quiet. Not quiet enough. Looks Uh, like somebody came a-looking. Yes, but that person melted, Oma. (laughs) Let us not forget. They did. 
Do you have any kind of counter magic or or perhaps a uh, something you could a sharper thing you could imbue with a with some kind of magic? Um what do I have? Or something that's restraining, binding? Yes. I I might have something. Um give me one moment. And he walks over to one of the little platforms. Um, he walks over to a platform with um, a bunch of like shelves and um, cases, and you can see some stuff has been like pulled from them, um, and it's in a little bit of a disarray. But he walks up to one of the shelves and opens up the cabinets, and he looks through, and he pulls out a little vial, and he comes over to you guys, and you see the vial, and it's not liquid that's in the vial. It's like five strands of string, but it's thin, almost like hair. He says, if you tie this around something, it should, for the most part, take any magical effect away from it. But the thing is, as soon as you untie it, the magical effect comes back. So it's sort of temporary. And these things break easily, so it's not a permanent solution. Okay. So we... We tie this around the shack? Yeah, just tie it around some portion of wherever the rune is or wherever the, the magical piece might be. So let's say you were ensnared and we put this on one of the pieces. Could you then cast your spells? Yeah, probably. Depending on how much I was binded. Might be able to not use my hands or something, but... Sure. For the most part, yeah. What if this Xavier fellow is as powerful as I expect he is? That might be all we need. At a certain moment, just during this, as they've been talking and he went off to get the strands of hair, I would have just walked up closer to the cage um, and just sat down because I'm still tired, but I'll sit probably right next to it just looking at this thing and trying to see if there's any sounds stupid but any resemblance of like is this sheep trapped in there like is it trapped is it dead like that's that's what I'm trying to figure out I'm gonna have you make a insight check Mm -hmm. and that's gonna be your first roll and the second roll is gonna be a wisdom saving throw yep um disadvantage of both disadvantage of both Oh, two nines for the first one. So, uh, insight is an eleven, and then you said a wisdom saving throw. Yes. Um, is this frightened or anything? This might be. Um, so I'm a half not... so I have advantage. Oh, oh okay. So would it so cancel it's just out? A straight roll. Okay. Do you want me to just re-roll? Because I rolled two. Yeah. Why don't you re-roll? Why don't you re-roll? Okay. That was a little better the first time. <laughs> um, still a twelve. So a twelve. Um, you cannot tell if the sheep is anywhere in there. Um, and you sort of think back to when you were possessed right after you guys fought the Cyclops. Um, your friends couldn't tell that you were still possessed. Um, so it's really, it's, it would be difficult to see if a sheep is still there. Um, but you can't tell that. And as you stare into its eyes, you become frightened. You have the frightened condition. (sighs) That I kind of scoot back and snap out of it and kind of turn around and kind of back up and kind of just turn facing away from this thing just 
join in the conversation to whatever they're talking about, wherever I join in. Um, shook, I kind of turned my back to it to not look at it anymore. So um, I got the the teleportation circle already for you guys. It's just on that platform over there. I can just bring it down and um, hopefully take you guys straight to Oakenspire. Well, uh, we have done some thinking on that, and, and we, we were thinking maybe we would uh, go by horse there. And maybe if you could uh, put Mark on our map where the other side is, we could uh, ascertain the condition of your circle, make sure it's safe for travel. All right. Um, might be difficult because I usually don't put teleportation circles where people can find them so it might be difficult to get to um, but if you're able to find it and possibly clean it up a little bit if it needs it like I said I don't know the condition of it but if you're able to clean it up a little bit in theory you would be able to come back straight to here and then once you're in here, whether I'm in here or not, I'll know if you're here. So I can open the door and take you out. That'd be spectacular. All right. As good a plan as any. Yes, I, I would much, much prefer retaining all of my limbs before traveling in this way. Um, so I've got a little... Uh, Little, it's not even a house, really. It's it's uh, just a little shed, um, but it is enough. It's big enough to have a circle in there. Um, so here, he pulls out a map. He uh, opens it, and it is a map of Oakenspire. Um, and he points you guys directly to where this teleportation circle is. Um, he says, "It's I." I can't stress this enough. Um, it might be dangerous, depending on how well this thing has aged. Um, there are some wards that I've usually put up. They might go off, so I apologize for that in advance. <laughs> um, but beyond that, should be good to go. Are we going to be turned to stone, or are these more... No, that's Fiery. the teleportation I'll circle up in Stillgate. That's the... No, no such... I'm joking. There's no turning to stone with this. Okay. Good. Sorry, I've... Uh, all right, yeah. That, that seems solid to me. I think that's our first all stop right. so that we can make sure we have a way out as we've learned. Those come in handy. And I cannot stress this enough. Please keep it hidden. Don't tell <laughs> anyone about it. Don't lead anyone to it. Mom's the word. These things are very illegal. And I will not be happy if one of these is found out and someone can just drop in here willy-nilly. I had Seems bad for everyone. Oh, turn to stone. Is that, is that a joke on the name Stillgate? Stones are still? No, that's not what that was. Ah, never, never mind. I'm still trying to comprehend you. Humors. So, I mean, with that, I think hopefully I'll see you all in a week's time or so if you were all successful. Um, the only question I have is what's to be done with uh, our friend over here? And I'll, uh, very, very 
a very minuscule gesture to the uh, sheep monster. Oh, uh, he'll be fine. And he raises his hand up as the cage lifts off of this main platform and floats over and drops down onto another empty platform. And as it moves out to rotate around this central platform, it rotates and rests in a perfect sync with the cage holding the red dragon as they sort of (laughs) float along together. And as it goes up, the red dragon sort of brandishes its teeth and snarls a little bit. And the demon sheep does the same. And they're sort of like in this lock of trying to intimidate each other um, (laughs) as they continue rotating endlessly in this void. Do you think there's a possibility? I know this is, we're talking about a creature so powerful that it had to be put in a crystal to stop it from persisting. But could we kill it? I don't see why not. Made of flesh and bone. And would the soul die with it? Or would it be looking for another home? The soul would... I mean, unless... Look, it's a powerful thing. There's always the possibility that... It is a creature that can hop body to body. Um... But most of the time, if you kill the body, you kill the creature. Which is why we couldn't do it when it was in your friend over here. I'll pipe up. Um, will it be free then? Depends what you mean by free. Will it not be trapped in that cage? Well, yeah, it'll be dead. The sheep, I mean. I can do my damnedest to say that it goes someplace peaceful. Uh, I defer to your judgment on this, uh, hey, Fred. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe there's a surefire way to kill it, and, and that's what we should look into. Um, but I think that's if everyone agrees, I think that's what I'd like to do. Right now? At some point, I don't. I don't when when we're sure it can, will work. Yeah, and 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 Hamfried might be able to get more information from it, especially with its connection to its friends. Uh, that is his uh, specialty. I look up at it in the distance next to the dragon. Maybe when. Uh, when we come back here, after we get your friend, and I get Alma. Maybe. Maybe he can help. Maybe. I think based on, based on what I know of this, Xavier, no man, I think he could be a great ally for us. Let's hope so. We're traveling halfway across the world to get to him. In the opposite direction of our other objectives. I appreciate it. <laughs> I don't mean any harm, Mom. Well, should we get the horses? Yeah. Thanks for all your help, Hayfried. Hey, no, no worries. 
good to get back into it. Yeah, and I still think that the Goopy Man was horribly mistaken. You're very impressive. We couldn't have done any of this without you. Well, thank you. You're on the path, whatever you've done. I appreciate that. And I will lead the gang out through the goop. Um, Okay. Just as we're walking out, I'll kind of pause. Reaching on my bag, I think souvenir bag, and I'll pull up the um, piece of paper. I'll turn around, go back to Hatefried. Hey, uh, I found this. I'll walk up and I'll show him the paper. Yeah. I, uh, couldn't really understand it. Um, but I'd like to. How did you learn all this? For the most part, I found people who could teach me. A lot of it I taught myself. Can you teach me? I might be able to. Depends on if you're willing to learn. Well, I'm willing. All right. Well, finish your thing here. Come back. I might have something for you. Okay. Can I... I'll hold the paper up. Can I hold on to this? Where'd you find that? On the ground. Okay. Yeah, keep it. Can I... Give me... Wait, can I see it? Yeah, and I'll hold it up to him. Yeah, yeah. Keep it. <laughs> I've got that... I've, I've got Thanks. that one locked away. And he sort of taps the back of his head. I don't need the paper anymore. Huh. Cool. Alright, when I get back, you teach me. Alright. I look forward to it. See you soon. Alright. Okay, um, you guys step out of the goop and back into the, uh, the world. And as you guys <laughs> do, you are once again greeted by uh, Hayfried's house and by the uh, the small town of Marstock. You guys uh, head back out onto the street, and are you guys heading straight towards getting the horses? If we're gonna be on the road for a little bit of time, maybe we should get some supplies. That's a good thinking. Yeah, there's yeah, like there's, a general there's, store for um, rations and a little general store. Um, what are you guys looking for? Um, probably like dried fruits and nuts and, and meats and grains. Okay. So little snacky foods. Um, anything else? I would like to find a, an area where I could get some more natural components for some of my some of my spells and some of my the things that I can put into the world. Okay. Uh, likewise I'd like to get some some basic Medical supplies, not necessarily healers' yeah. kits, just like bandage replacement and uh, cleaning fluid and those kinds of things. Um, and then maybe a healer's kit if there is one available. <laughs> there is one available. Um, so any, so Kalik, any components and yeah. healing things that you want to get, um, you can, uh, anything specific that you want to get, you can just take that amount of gold out of your inventory. Uh, same to you, Shreya, any cool. components that you get. 
um, you are able to find those, and you can just take those out of the uh, the gold out of your inventory. And Oma, for food and snacks along the road, um, you're able to find in the general store um, just some some good stuff that will keep good um, for a couple days. And in total for the group for a couple days journey, that's going to be one gold. I will make sure that we get some lemon pastries too. Okay, that is going to be two gold. So, okay, two gold. Two gold. Yeah. Okay, I'll make sure to head back there and go to the place where we eat. Grab some. But yeah, cool. I I hand over the gold. All right. Um, So, with all of your supplies in tow, you guys are able to go back and get your horses and set off along the road. Um, It is still early morning, so you guys have a full day's travel ahead of you. Flynn, you pull out the map. Which direction do you guys want to go? You guys have a couple different ways to get to Oak Inspire. Um, yeah, what are our options? What does it look like when I look at the map? Um, let me see. Um, as you look down at the map, um, you guys see where you guys are in, in Marstock. Um, you guys see that there is... Um, yeah, a couple different paths, and you Jesus. see that there is a mm. mine that goes through the mountains um, just oh. south of Marstock as well. Um, obviously, the river to your north, um, the mountains to your west, um, and also another mountain range to the south. Um, which side of Oakenspire was the shack uh, on? The shack was on the northeast end. Okay, so it's pretty direct, at least, to that. Well, if we want to do something like that, we can go to Angel View and then go around to Houndmere and then down to the northeast side of Oakenspire. Mm-hmm. Um, we could we could also go through the mine to Dire Hand and then yeah. cross those two rivers. Or th- sure, or um, through the mountains. Does the backing of Oakenspire back the, the 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 water? Could we? Perhaps get on a boat and, and that go might be a good idea. We can go to like what is that say sewers? White Wind and then maybe get a boat and kind of sail around the I mean we could even do it from the the Gulf. Yeah. Do you even just take Is Dire Hand up against the ocean or uh, water as well? Yes, Gulf? Dire Hand is right at the base of um the Elder Peaks mountains, and it is also a coastal town, so it goes right up against the water. So we can probably avoid the mountains or the and the um Mine by go just north. going through that yeah, little valley first, and then go around through the valley. Um, the the mines are they like tunnels? Like, could we take this mine to Direhan, or is that its own? Yeah, separate so you little can mine? see that um, the mine here connects Marstock to Direhand, and both of those also go up to Angel View. You see a little, um, you see three mine entrances mm-hmm. there that sort of interconnect be, uh, below there. We. We probably wouldn't be able to take the horses, though. But I guess if we take a boat, we'd have to leave the horses, too. Yeah. But we might not have to take a boat or the mines. Right. We could just go by horseback up around to Dire Hand, then straight through to White Wind, and then to the shack from White Wind. I like that idea. I like. I mean, we can always change it once we get to Dire Hand. We can see, you know. Yeah. So we're going to get our horses, and we're going to go from Marstock to Dire Hand to White Wind. Yeah, I like that idea. And then we can change it if we need to when we get to Dire Hand. All right, mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Hopefully we don't find any red wolf folks in <laughs> time. Um, so you guys have about a day and a half's travel until you get to Dire Hand. What would you guys like to do uh, to occupy your time on this travel? I'm going to meditate on the 
the source of my previous transformations and see if I can extend that into more of my full consciousness and not just a consciousness that occurs haphazardly while taking in the nature around me. We have Penelope and, and, and Stillfast. Um, so I'm on Penelope with Kalik. And I'm on Stillfast with Trya. And while he's taking in the scenery and doing his thing, I'll, um, if I can, I'd like to maybe try and write in my book about demons. Draw, to my best of my ability, draw that thing, write some, some notes about it, and potentially maybe add it to my bestiary. Okay, for sure. Right, I'll spend. Some I'm just time going to uh, hum softly while we ride. Okay. I have my face pushed up against Kelly's back so that my cheek is like flat against my <laughs> nose um, as I'm just resting. <laughs> All right. So, you guys make your way up along the base of the mountain, the Elder Peaks. And you guys crest the very north face of it. You guys come back down and travel south, down through the valley. About three quarters of the way through your first day, I'm going to have everyone make a perception check for me. Destroyed it. Same. Natural 20. I haven't rolled one of those in a while. We are all incredibly perceptive. Um, Even though we're meditating and we're doing, <laughs> we're humming. <laughs> Perception at disadvantage for me is uh, 15 still. 15. That, that tops me out at 26. I'm, I'm 20, 25. Nice. 21. Okay. Wow. So Jeez. about three quarters of the way through your first day, um, you're sort of, you're coming into this valley. Um, you can see both mountain ranges um, extend well beyond you to the north and the south on either side. Um, you guys look ahead and you guys see just off in the distance maybe a house, a shack, some sort of wooden structure. And as you get a little bit closer and a little bit closer, you can see people. You can see people walking of different sizes. How do you guys want to approach? Um, do they look like militarist? Like, do they look like they're, you know, armored and and have weapons, or do they just look like? People? Um, you cannot tell from this distance. You guys are still quite a biz- quite a ways away. Um, if you want to get closer, you definitely can. I would like to, you know, um, be slow and quiet until we know more. Uh, until we are closer and can see. I could also scout from the air. I'm gonna do a, like a little recon at a high enough distance to where if no one was intentionally looking up they would not necessarily uh, get a glimpse of me. Okay, I'm gonna have you make a stealth check for me. Let's see. That's a seven. It's a seven. Okay. Um, as you're flying over, uh, you are a big bird man in the sky and in order to get closer... Uh- um, and see what's going on, you might be getting a little bit too close, um, depending on how well they're looking out right now. Okay. You don't know how well they're looking out right now, um, 
all you know is that you are flying up closer. And with both of these mountain ranges on either side of you, you can see at this point where the um, where the people and where these little wooden structures are, the mountain sort of almost comes together. It creates this really narrow ravine. And on either side, there are pretty sheer cliffs going up that lead off into the mountain. And you can see perfectly positioned in this ravine, right in the middle, looks to be some sort of outpost, some sort of waypoint. And you can see right in the middle, there's a little bit of activity going on as you can see, you don't know, can't distinguish any features, but you can see a, it looks like a family with a cart, a horse in a cart, trying to get through as some sort of inspection is going on. Uh, can I can I get a gauge of how fortified this outpost is? Yeah, make a perception check for me. Ugh, eight. You can't really get a good gauge on it. You might have to be mm. up close and personal in order to see what kind of weapons these people have, to see if they have any other um, any other weapons, anything like that. Uh, as I tilt one wing up and swiftly turn back around and head toward the group uh, the wind carrying me uh, across the over the ground from whence I came uh, I uh, lightly uh, lie down sit back onto the horse in a sweeping motion and there there's no way we'll be able to get any further without interacting with this fortification up ahead. It does look like some sort of checkpoint of some kind. Forgive me if this is uh, repeated information. Uh, Does it... Can we tell what manner of checkpoint? Like, who's who's the uh, faction that's checking? I'm going to say if you're hanging back at, at a pretty good distance, you can't tell. Um, I don't know much about what you do, Kellic, but do you feel like travel and provide healing to other areas? Can we just pretend that we're your escort and keeping you safe while you travel to help the town? Oh, we do have a few of these left, and I hold up like a silver, the silver tongue potion. Yeah, I have one. Uh, like, we can use these to maybe talk our way through. Uh, that sounds good um, to me. I, I think that's um wait so and I how do they work running. again we drink them and then we people do what we say there's a few no. steps in between that but uh I think it's more like you drink them and people are more inclined to listen to you oh well you know when you see a glint in somebody's eye it gives you that glint oh, that's the best well, sense I can uh, make of it Maybe we should save them for a different time then. Well, one of us could take one. I yeah. we have, I have one still, and 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 I think Flint, yeah, do you I have, have one? Other, yeah, I have the other one. And I think I, mean, I, I think try. I think we gave you one, unless you already took. I it. haven't, uh, and I rifle around in my little hanging sacks and under my feathers. Oh yes, right here. Yeah. So maybe we'll just use one. Yeah, I don't, yeah, just whoever wants to do the talking. Maybe if we go with the whole leading 
the holy man to do healing? Maybe he's the one that takes the potion? Um, why would I be leading a healer to take a, to take him somewhere? Ooh. Uh, Alma, um, maybe... you're me ward. You, uh, you, yeah. you keep, you keep my belongings clean and, uh, you know, uh, look after my books. Right. And I would be good at that. And you're in training, right? To, to mm-hmm. take up the mantle. Yes. Should I carve something in my hand? No, no, no? certainly not. Um, oh, okay. Uh, I, I don't. Actually, you know, um, I, I'll I'll take the uh, the bag of ashes out. There's not much left. You guys may have noticed my spells no longer require the physical ashes. Uh, and I I'll take just a little bit, and I'll just like put them all on uh, Oma's right arm just like <laughs> smear them across uh, this should uh, that should actually do uh, do nicely uh, just uh, if they ask you anything uh, sort of talk ambiguously about uh, truth and the, the subjective nature of it they love that stuff truth it's right. so subjective <laughs> look at my ashy arm and I've been I've been very <laughs> focused on on communing with one of my former families. Uh, perhaps I could, perhaps I could assume that form. Oh, that's a good a, idea. And just be oh, one of your scary? pets. Well, I mean that would be pretty cool. It's he. Maybe a smaller one. <laughs> Are you able to be smaller time. than you were? I might. I can try. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Also, before we head in, um, I remember a while back. Didn't we find? stuff along with these potions back in that Oh, we found building. out. We found, yeah. We have, like, symbols? We have a stamp from Kaldor. We could make a little document and stamp it yeah. and say that Kalik here can travel from point A to point B. Is anyone... For free. A good forger? That's not something I'm... I mean, I drew a pretty good picture of a fisherman. I could yes, try. Yes, give it to the talented one. All right, uh, Flynn, I'm going to have you make a sleight of hand check. Uh, do you speak Just do you a reminder. Speak their language? Maybe you should write it in... in Dwarvish. In Dwarvish. I could, but I mean, I figured if it's something that you're using to travel the land, maybe common... Oh, that makes sense. Right, right. Okay, I'll give it a go. Whew, and I take a few breaths and... Yeah, I'm still at disadvantage, y'all. Yeah. Your <laughs> hand oh, oh, is no. shaking. <laughs> Um, and what uh, what kind of check would you like, DM? Slide of hand. Okay. Okay, it's a plus four. Okay, so the first one is a bad roll, and the next one is a better roll. So eight total. Okay. All right. Well, I'll stamp it with the stamper. Okay, okay. here you go. You stamp it I've with the stamper. It. Makes it look a little bit more official. Um, all right. Are you guys heading up? Are you guys ready? Shrey, what are you turning into? <laughs> so uh, I take a second and I breathe and I focus uh, on the crystal, I touch it to my forehead as like this half moon suddenly starts to emerge as I pull the crystal away, uh, and it becomes a full moon-like shadow in the middle of my forehead as I, my neck kind of cranes out, my beak opens up wide, and uh, my feathers slowly become fur, and I go onto four legs, and I, wild shape into just a regular cute as I can possibly muster little Wolfie. 
So okay. challenge with a challenge rating of less than a dire wolf. <laughs> do we watch this happen? Yeah. Whoa. I, do you think that hurts him? We can ask him next time. I run up to his face and I pet his muzzle again, just like I did last time. And uh, similarly to last time, the staff uh, morphs into the crystal, which splits in half, and my eyes glow in this like pink sapphiric mm. uh, glow. And all of my, you know, armor, clothing, it all merges into this one being. And I'm on the top cool. of the head. So, plan. <laughs> Where me, I am a bodyguard with my wolf companion, and we are protecting the ward and the holy man on safe travel. Is that correct? Yeah. Sure. I give an affirmative. Yes. I give an affirmative I'm, front. I'm, I'm going around doing, <laughs> doing acts of... All right, and I'll give him a little scrunch behind the ears. I'm ready. All right. Then with right. that... Uh, Who's taking the potion? Maybe Kellek? Maybe Kellek should? Uh, I'll take it. Yeah, probably Kellek. Yes. Uh, that sounds good. Since you're the only one and, who uh, actually knows what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, even that's a bit yeah, of a stretch. that's true. But sure. All right. Um, Kellek, you take this potion, and it looks like melted silver. Um, and as you knock it back, you can feel it completely coat your tongue. Um, it doesn't feel uncomfortable at all, but it's just sort of like this, this lingering presence. And with Shreya being a cute wolf and Kaelic having taken this potion, you guys approach the outpost and you guys are a little ways away as you hear. Hey, stop there. Stop for inspection. And that's where we're going to end this section. <laughs> so we're going to end this session. Hey. We're going to call it I'm, right there. I'm so glad Shreya's not a birdman anymore in case they saw him flying. <laughs> yeah. A little oh, bit of a disguise there. Um, nice. Awesome. That was a lot of fun. That's fun. Thank you, guys. Hell yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, that's where we're going to call it. Thank you all so much for listening, and we can't wait to see you all again next week. Bye, Bye nerds. Bye, nerds. Bye, nerds. Bye, nerds. Hey, it's Shane. Thanks so much for listening to that episode of Venture Forth. We really, 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 truly appreciate it. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, do uh, go to your favorite podcasting application or website and uh leave us a review uh and a, a high rating uh i don't know how they measure those things sometimes it's stars uh if i devised a rating system it would be banana peels i'm standing by that so go ahead and leave us five uh banana peels and hopefully that'll turn more people on to uh what we're doing here uh thanks so much and have a great day